This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast. It's July the 1st. My name is John Dunn. Now, data. I don't need to make the case to you about how important it is for us to measure our work. But the raw data, it's only good if you parse it out, you start to figure out what it means. Then you can put your resources where the data says it should be put in order to save the most lives. Otherwise, you know, it's just an Excel spreadsheet. And for those of you who are like me, more right-brained qualitative thinkers, then visualization is incredibly helpful. In the last episode, we talked about the Best Friends 2020 National Dataset. That's the data that is telling us what's happening at thousands of individual animal shelters across the country. So this episode is about taking data, analyzing it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of numbers and stats and spreadsheets and cells and formulas. And even though I'm sure some of you might like that, that's not at all what we're going to do. Mostly because that sounds incredibly boring and I much prefer it when you're listening to the podcast. Now, today is all about the Best Friends Pet Life Saving Dashboard. We launched the dashboard in 2019. It takes all of the numbers from the data set, gets them off that Excel spreadsheet, and brings them to life. It's a beautiful, visual, interactive tool that shows you what's happening across the country, nationally, at the state level, all the way down to where you live. Now, the release of the 2020 data set came with a big upgrade to the dashboard. So if you've already seen it, Trust me, it's different. And if you've never heard of it, then you are in the right place. So to learn more about the dashboard and what this iteration's major changes are all about, I chatted with the Chief Missions Officer for Best Friends, Holly Sizemore. So Holly, is it fair for me to say that this, the dashboard, is your baby? Like you came up with this idea originally, I think. Yeah. Help me understand, like, what's the genesis of the dashboard? The Pet Life Saving Dashboard is uh, my baby in some regards in terms of it being my idea, but ideas are really worthless unless you can implement them, right? And so the implementation and the continued improvement of the tool uh, has very little to do with me. It has to do with, there's about 45 various people on the Best Friends staff that have been key to making it happen and to improving it to what we're very proud of to the tool that it is right now. It's pretty cool stuff. We even got an award for it. And that was even before the improved version just launched this week. So it's exciting. Yeah. Fast Company, uh, Fast Company, the magazine, most innovative companies in 2021, best friends, uh, top 10 in the data science category you know, data science, not exactly something you generally hear in the same breath as animal welfare, is it? But, you know, when you think about the world of everything today and data across all industries, pretty exciting to have uh, something related to, to saving animals uh, get that kind of recognition. But let's actually define what we're talking about. Treat me like I've never heard of it. I don't know what the pet life-saving dashboard is. What is it? And why is this thing winning awards? The pet life-saving dashboard was built in recognition that we can't solve a problem that we don't know exists. And way back in 2016, when our bold CEO, Julie Castle, put Best Friends stake in the ground that we were going to help the country achieve 
no-kill by the year 2025. When she said that, I didn't think it was possible because we didn't even know how many shelters there were in the U.S. at that time, much less how they were doing. We had a smattering of data and we had a lot of estimations. Best friends at that point recognized that we needed more information in order to create a strategy around how to get there, right? And so we started this huge internal comprehensive data gathering project. There was already some good data gathering going on through Shelter Animals Count and some other things, but it wasn't comprehensive. They were all uh, various data sets, none of which combined all of the data from the various sources. So we really strove to do that. And that was very successful. It took over a year and a lot of volunteer power and a lot of staff power to make that happen. And it was exciting because internally we got so motivated and excited and how this was helping to inform our strategies. And that's when the idea struck me, we need to share this with the public. At that time, Gregory Castle was our CEO and I met with him and pitched him the idea. And he said, oh, I don't think that's possible. It's too big of a project. And thankfully he still was like, okay, create a a business plan for it and we'll see. So I got together with Nikki Kelly at that time, who was someone who worked very closely with our data and some other best friend stakeholders. And we were like, yeah, we can do this. And everyone, IT, Marcom, our data people, everyone was nervous, but excited. And that's what began the Pet Life Saving Dashboard. And what it is in this form is you can go in and you can see how many animals are being saved in the U.S., You can see it on a national level, you can see it on a state level, you can see it on a county level, and you can even go all the way down to the shelter level. So you really get this amazing view of however you want to slice and dice it, how many animals are being saved, how many animals are sadly still being killed, and then how you can help your local shelter save more lives. I feel like the public has for far too long put too much of the burden of life-saving on the shelter themselves. And this tool is really designed to help us understand that saving lives is a societal issue that requires societal solutions and societal support. And this tool not only gives you the information you need, but hopefully the inspiration to get involved. We had Vicky on last week to go through the numbers. What am I going to be seeing on the dashboard? Is it a visual representation of the data set? I know things are tough on an audio podcast, but describe it to me as if I've never seen it. How do I use it? And what am I using it for? We know that most people are most concerned about what's happening in their local community. And we also know, and Vicki may have said this, that you know over 80% of the general public consider no-kill very important, and they're willing to contribute to make it happen. The dashboard allows people to see what's happening at the local level very easily We have each shelter page gives the shelter a place to speak directly to the public, a link to their website. They can ask the public to help them. So you get to see, okay, at my shelter, this is what it looks like. How does that compare to the rest of the state? How does it maybe compare to the county next door? How does it compare to the nation in general? And also, if you want to geek out, you can geek out just as long as you can ever want in making comparisons, seeing how other communities like yours might be doing, see where you might want to go and how you can help. I want to make sure that everyone listening to this, you know, understands it's not just for the public, anyone who's ever advocated for change. It doesn't matter what seat you're in. 
member of the public or from within your shelter as an employee, you know, trying to make the case to do more life-saving programs or in your own nonprofit, you know, animal rescue organization, if you're trying to say, hey, you know, maybe we should be doing more of this and here's why, that dashboard can really help visualize that why. So for your board member or, or whatever, elected officials, they're busy people. A lot of them know very little, unfortunately, uh, in some cases, nothing about this issue. So it can be hard to try to educate them. You know, we've got a lot of insider terms and their nuances, all these things and the numbers. There just hasn't been a tool like this that you can very easily show what is happening in your community in a way that this does. It's just visually stunning, easy to use, easy to understand. And another moment here on the podcast where I'm going to be incredibly effusive about best friends and my colleagues because it is just so impressive uh, and something that's so sorely needed. So yeah, you want to make the case for change? Well, here you go, city council person. Here's what's happening here. And, and again, it, it's just in a very easy to understand package. You're absolutely right. And local government officials think they know what's happening with their shelter, but many times they do not. And case in point, one of the reasons I wanted this project to come to life was I was at the International City Managers Association Conference, and we had the internal data, and we had our first iteration of the dashboard. So I was there at our booth talking to many local government staffers who come to these conferences and government officials, and we'd call them over and say, oh, hey, hey, how's your community doing with your pet life-saving? And I would hear two things the most. One, oh, we're doing great. Or two, oh, we contract that out. And interestingly, because I could see on their badges what city they were from, and it was about a 50-50 shot of, oh, we're doing great, when it was true, actually, no, compared to the rest of your state or the nation, you're actually behind. And or what really astonished me is just because you may contract your animal services and animal sheltering out, that somehow allows you to not have any knowledge <laughs> of what's happening with it. So it became clear to me at that time that this dashboard can be a tool for people to really demand of their local government that no kill happens in their community, not in a negative, punitive, blame the shelter sort of way, but in a way where local government officials know that this is a really important quality of life value for them and their neighborhood and their city, and that they'll vote based on this issue. Many local elected officials don't think that this animal issue could make or break an election, but I've seen it time and time again when it does come to the fore that they're not supporting their shelter enough, it can make or break elections. I've seen it over and over again, which is great. Data in terms of our work, it's about showing kind of where the bad is, right? What needs to be fixed? Where are the holes, the life-saving gap? Why? What can the data tell me in terms of, of how to fix it and get my community to no kill? But what I love about the dashboard, as much as it is that for sure, it's also so positive. So when you go and see the amount of the country right now, that is green, the darker shade, no kill. It's just so uplifting to see that progress in that way. So you need to pick me up 
Go to bestfriends.org slash 2025-2025. It'll take you right to it. Uh, and you can check it out for yourself. Exactly. Our shelters should be so proud of the life-saving that's happening. And when we see that the number of no-kill shelters across this country have doubled in the last five years, that is something to celebrate. The vast majority of animals going into shelters are being saved. And it's not easy work. These shelter workers and animal welfare advocates and nonprofit animal rescue groups it's still such a hard lift and they're doing it and they're doing it to such an amazing degree. Yet still we have work to do when there are still, you know, hundreds of thousands of animals dying unnecessarily because our shelters don't have the resources to save them. We're in the final stretch. It's going to be the hardest stretch. And from the dashboard and the data set, I know that it can be done. And it's looking at the dashboard that has given me that confidence, as well as seeing the amazing work of best friends and, and our network partners and our shelter partners. Well, how are others using it, Holly? Everyone listening to this is on board, I hope, with the goal of ending the killing of cats and dogs in shelters. But we all play a different role. Even within the same organization, we might be looking to this dashboard to use it for different reasons. Can you talk about some of the ways people are using it in their work? I get a lot of feedback from people who use it. So it's exciting to be able to share their kind of testimonials. I know that it's been used by shelters and coalitions of shelters and rescue groups and community members to sit down and look at the data and be able to dive in and make those comparisons to adjoining counties or counties of a similar size or a similar demographic profile and to identify other shelters that they can reach out to for advice or to just identify who the stakeholders are to come in and go, okay, this is the state of the state in our community and this is actually where we want to get to and let's create a plan on how to fill that life-saving gap. In terms of individuals, it gives individuals that power of knowing exactly where their local shelters are. We also highlight our wonderful network partners. I want to point out that while the dashboard itself tracks data at brick and mortar shelters, by no means do we want to diminish the incredible role that other nonprofit uh, foster-based networks and other groups, spay and neuter clinics, and that play for the success of our brick and mortar shelters. So it gives all of those stakeholders an opportunity to see the, the, and compare the data in an apples-to-apples apples kind of way and to sit down and go, okay, how, how do we help? For individuals, it gives them the opportunity to join our grassroots advocacy network, which is super cool. That is other people in your community like you who want to help animals, who want to help in a positive fashion, continue to advocate for animals and no-kill in your community. It's easy to sign up, and there's plenty of places to do that. If you go into the dashboard, you'll see that. So we encourage individuals to join their local action committee, to use the data to talk to their local elected officials, and to call up their local shelter and ask, ask them, what do you need? What help do you need? I think this is dashboard version 3.0. Who knows? Yeah, I have no idea at this point. We we joke. Is it dashboard 3.0 or 72.7? Because <laughs> we're always making little improvements as we go along. Well, if we think of this year as a big jump forward, and I would say that's true, you know, if someone has seen the dashboard before, what will they see with this version? 
how much easier it is to use for the general person. We've been very lucky to have Jamie Delagrand. She's our Tableau guru at Best Friends. And um, Tableau is the software platform that it sits in. And she has made such great use of everything that Tableau can do. And, and Tableau has been so supportive and they have iterated and grown their own capabilities. And Jamie's just kept up all along the way. And so we've been able to just capitalize on those continued improvements of the platform, but we also recognized earlier versions were not as user-friendly as we wanted it to be. It was kind of hard to get down to your local community. So now we've made it much easier. You go into the state, you go into the county, and in your county, you can see your local shelters. Bada bing. You can also have a drop-down if you know you want to look up a particular name of a shelter. There's an easy, invisible drop-down you can see. So it's just a lot more easy to navigate. And the visuals are also more a little simpler. There's still a lot of inside baseball that if you are a real data nerd, you can totally get down into that level. But we've made it easier to use for people who may not want to geek out as much as like I like to. <laughs> and it's mobile friendly. Totally mobile friendly. That's all. That, okay. That is one of the things that people have been super psyched about telling me, oh my gosh, it actually works really well on mobile now. I mean, yeah, that is really huge because wherever you are, city council meeting, grocery store, dinner with your friends, you know, you want to know, you just pull your phone out, bestfriends.org slash 2025. Here it is. Game changer term right up there with pivot for me. Um, but it really is at that level, I think. Uh, listen, Holly, great work. It's such an impressive project. Uh, as you said earlier, there are so many people at Best Friends that have been involved, 45 people, I think you said. So too many to name in a podcast, but truly congratulations to everyone who who's worked on it. So I know 3.0 is out now, but for you know podcast listeners, Holly, can you say anything about 4.0? What's coming? I would answer that question, John, except for the fact that I, when I was talking about this with our internal group, they were like, Holly, can we please rest a little? So I am going to let the team rest a little. We're going to really enjoy the current version, and I'll get back to you on that on a different podcast. How does that sound? Perfect. Holly Sizemore, <laughs> thanks very much for taking the time. No, I just uh, appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. If you've not seen it, Holly Sizemore does a vlog, video blog, called Saving America's Pets. It's super well done. She's got on great guests talking about all sorts. I'll put a link up on the podcast website, bestfriends.org slash podcast. Click on episode 70. You'll also find a link to the dashboard there, bestfriends.org slash podcast. And we'd love to hear from you about this. Do you use the dashboard? Podcast at bestfriends.org is the email. What do you like about it? How has it influenced you and your work? Send us an email, podcast at bestfriends.org. I'd like to thank you for listening. The team behind this program, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, Kayla Sebo, Whitney Blyton, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.